Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Safari Steve and this is the Safari Steve Show and today we are talking about two two subjects and they'll be brief. Um, one is the history of the Marine Corps and the this the other one is for Veterans Day or V-Day or Armistice Day. Um, mainly because today is November 12th of 2023 but Armistice Day was or Veterans Day was November 11th of 1918 or 2023 but 1918 is when it began and then the history of the Marine Corps when its origin or its birth was you know November 10th of 1775 and wanted to talk about those because they're meaningful for us Americans and it's important for us to remember those who fought for us and remember and put some dedication to the people who had to make the sacrifice to go and defend our country or expand the empire and fight some politicians shitty war that I didn't vote for so we appreciate the soldiers who put the time into it uh, I guess I should add we should also thank them for fighting the enemies that threaten to threaten our families and we decide to make sure we fight them on shores that are not our own to protect our families protect our country our our cities our towns our mayors our teachers anyone who you know has a way of life that the others don't think is right so we appreciate any armed servicemen and government agencies that want to protect us Okay, without further ado, um, history of uh, Veterans Day. So, World War One is kind of the Kickstarter for that, or the Great War. And it officially ended with the Treaty of Versailles, which was signed on June 28th of 1919 in Versailles, outside of the town of Versailles, France. Um, however, fighting ceased se um, seven early seven months earlier when the armistice or temporary uh cease of hostilities between the allied forces and um the axis forces i don't think it was considered axis at the time it was mainly with germany um at the 11th hour and the 11th day and the 11th month so for reasons november 11th of 1918 generally regarded as the end of the war to end all wars which didn't exactly happen because the Treaty of Versailles was just full of uh, a lot of crap which escalated to starting the next world war but um, it wasn't until later I think in 1915 or 1950s is when uh, Eisenhower switched it to um, Veterans Day instead of Armistice Day or V-Day and so it's a more dedication towards um veterans so i guess it's timeline in november 1919 president wilson proclaimed november 11th as the first commemorative of armistice day with the following words quote to us in all america the reflections of armistice day will be filled with solemn pride in the heroism of those who died in the country's service and with gratitude for the victory both because of the things from which it had freed us 
and become of the opportunity has given America to show her sympathy with peace and justice in the Council of All Nations." End quote. The original concept for the celebration was for the day to observe with parades and public meetings a brief suspension of businesses, you know, at the time it was beginning at 11 a.m. Um, the United States Congress officially recognized the end of World War I when it passed the concurrent resolution on June 4th of 1926. With these words, the United States Congress officially recognized the end of World War I when it passed the concurrent resolution of June 4th of 1926. Uh, with these words, whereas the 11th of November 1918 marked the cessation I forgot how to pronounce that. I'm reading off my notes here. Of the most uh, destructive and far-reaching war in human annuals of the, and the resumption by the people of the United States of peaceful relations with other nations, which we hope may never again be savored, and whereas it is fitting that the reoccurring anniversary of this date should be a commemorative with thanksgiving prayer an exercise designed to perpetuate peace through goodwill and mutual understanding between nations. And whereas the legislature of 27 of the states have already declared November 11th to be a legal holiday, therefore by it resolved by the, by the Senate of the House of Representatives concurring that the President of the United States is required to issue a proclamation calling upon the officials to display the flag of the United States on all government buildings on November 11th and invite people of the United States to observe the day in schools, churches, and suitable places with appropriate ceremonies of friendly relations with other people. So the point is, is to, I mean, before the Veterans Day, it was, it was to find peace with one another, especially with people of different nations. And I can understand if it's probably hard too, because people tend to attack others. Like during the COVID times, people attacked Asians. I'm sure this time people are attacking Russians or um, Palestinians or people who, if for uh, two decades, probably people probably attacked. Uh, people from the Middle East because of who they are. So in this day, it's on Veterans Day, it's good to recognize to be peace with one another, but also be peace with them in general. So um, later on here for Veterans Day uh, in 1938, an act, quote, 52 state 351 don't know how to pronounce that 5 u.s code section 87a end quote or approved may 13th 1938 made the 11th of november in each year a legal holiday a day to be dedicated to cause the world peace thereafter celebrating known as armistice day armistice day was primarily a day to set aside to honor veterans of the world war one then later 1954 after World War II had required the greatest mobilization of soldiers, sailors, marines, and airmen in the nation's history after American forces have fought aggression in Korea, the 83rd Congress, at the urging of the Veterans Service Organization, amended the Act of 1938 by striking out the words of armistice and 
inserting its place of the word veterans. With the approval of the legislation, Public Law 380, on June 1st, 1954, November 11th, became the day to honor American veterans of all wars. Later the same year, on October 8th, President Dwight D. Eisenhower issued the first Veterans Day Proclamation, which stated, quote, In order to ensure proper and widespread observance of this anniversary, all veterans and all veteran organizations and the entire citizenry will wish to join hands in the common purpose towards this end. I am designating the Administrator of Veterans Affairs as Chairman of the Veterans Day National Committee, which shall include such other persons as the Chairman may select and which will coordinate at the same national level necessary planning for the observance I am also requesting that the head of all departments and agencies of the executive branch of the government to assist national committees in every way possible." End quote. So later years, 1958, the White House advised the VA's general counsel that the 1954 designation of the VA Administrator Chairman of the Veterans Day National Committee applied to the subsequent VA administration since March 1989, when the VA was also elevated to the cabinet level departments, the Secretary of Veteran Affairs has served as committee's chairman. Um, it seems like it gets more, yeah, we'll keep reading. We'll keep reading. This is about Veterans Day. This is about Armistice Day. Let's keep reading about it. I'm going to tell you about it. 1968, the Uniform Holiday Bill. Uh, Public Law 9-363, um, parentheses, I think that's parentheses, 82 Stat 250, parentheses, parentheses, was signed on June 28, 1968, and was intended to ensure that three-day weekends for federal employees by celebrating four national holidays on Monday's Washington Washington's birthday, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and Columbus, Columbus Day. It was thought that these extended weekends would encourage travel, recreational culture, activities, and stimulate greater industrial and commercial production. Many states did not agree with this decision and continued to celebrate the holidays on their original dates. Ah, okay. I guess that kind of makes sense. So I noticed on Google calendars that they have a recognized date and then they have a uh, another date where it's what it's designa designated on and then they have it they have like two of them like here we are like on my go Google Calendar it says Veterans Day substitute on Friday November 10th and then on it it says actual Veterans Day doesn't say actual but it says that um, interesting okay 1971, the first Veterans Day under the new law was observed with much confusion on October 25th, 1971. It was quite apparent that the commemoration of this day was a matter of historic and patriotic uh, significance to a great number of citizens, and so September 20th, 1975, President Gerald R. Did I pronounce his name right? Gerald R. Ford signed a public law 94-97. Parentheses 89 stat 479 
parentheses, which returned the an annual observance of Veterans Day to its original date, November 11th, beginning of 1978. The action supported the desire of the overwhelming majority of the state legislature, all major veteran services organizations, and the American people. And it looks like kind of the history stops there in regards to a .gov website. So, you know, you got your information there. But now which leads to the brief history of the Marine Corps. Because the Marine Corps played a major role in World War One, the Devil Dogs. And I figure we should talk about it. Because why not? So, the United States Marine Corps was established on November 10th, 1775 to augment the augmented forces of the in the of the Navy for in the Revolutionary War. So the founder um, in Philadelphia during the Revolutionary War, the group was originally dubbed the Continental Marines, where the amphibious troops, the American uh, side of the war, helping defeat the British and establish the country. Um, their founder was Captain Samuel Nicholas. The United States Marine Corps traces its roots to Continental Marines of the American Revolutionary War formed by Captain Samuel Nicholas by a resolution of the Second Continental Congress, 10th or on 10th November 1775. To raise two battalions of Marines, this date is to celebrate as its birthday of the Marine Corps. <coughs> Excuse me. So, how old are they? It's either, I think it's 248 years old now. Or it's 47. I think it's 48. Um, they've been around for a while. So, I'm going to read this here too, since we're talking about the Marines. So, I already read the first part here. Is um, in Philadelphia, they passed a resolution stating the two battalions of Marines raised for the service of landing forces with the fleet. The resolution established the Continental Marines and marked the birth date of the United States Marine Corps. Serving on land, air, and sea, these first Marines distinguished themselves in a number of important operations, including their first amphibious raid into the Bahamas in March 1776, under the command of the Captain, later Major Samuel Nicholas, the first commissioned of the, uh, officer in the Continental Marines. Nicholas remained to be the senior Marine officer throughout the American Revolution and considered to be the first Marine com Commandant. The Treaty of Paris in April 1783 brought an end to the Revolutionary War, and as the last naval ships were sold, the Continental Navy and the Marines were went out of existence. Following the Revolutionary War, a formal reestablishment of the Marine Corps on 11th July 1798, Marines saw the action in quasi-war with France, landed in Santo Domingo, and took part in many operations against the Barber Barbary pirates along the shores of Tripoli. Uh, many history about um, quasi-war with France. So, America has been back and forth with both alliance and um, many wars with Britain and France throughout the 17, 1700s and 1800s where a lot of trade and uh, piracy happened between 
between each other where like oh you're voting you're going with them oh or i guess we're at war with us you either pick us or them the, us or them oh you have tariffs on us okay fine we're gonna be at war with you oh we're going through a revolution by the way now we're gonna have to be at peace with you or we're gonna be at war with you oh new government in play we're gonna be at war with you anyways we've been back and forth with british and france um so france wasn't always our ally um next part Marines took part in numerous naval operations during the War of 1812, as well as participating in the defense of Washington and the Bladensburg, Maryland, and fought alongside Andrew Jackson in the defeat of the British, British at New Orleans. Another fun fact is the capturing of, um, oh, what's the word, Florida, was, un, was not sanctioned and was not official by the U.S. government. Andrew Jackson just kind of got a letter saying oh I'm gonna go take Florida sounds good and so it wasn't a US operation it was just kind of Andrew Jackson doing his own thing before he became president um, the decades following the war of 1812 saw the Marines protecting American interests around the world in the Caribbeans at the Falkland Islands um, Sumatra let me pronounce say that again some uh, tra, Sumtra, and off the coast of West Africa, also close to home in operations against the Seminole Indians in Florida. Um, so Seminole means a runaway, and Seminole Native Americans, I don't know why they keep calling them Indians. I like calling them Native Americans, that's just me. Um, I think they're still in existence today, but yeah, they're mainly, mainly runaways. Fun fact. So... Next part. During the Mexican-American War, 1846 to 1848, Marines seized enemy seaports on both the Gulf and Pacific coasts. The, a battalion of Marines joined General Winfield Scott, the American at Pueblo, and fought all the way to the halls of Montezuma. You get where this is going? To the shores of Tripoli, to the halls of Montezuma, Mexico City. Um, Marines also served ashore and afloat in the Civil War in 1861 to 1865. Although most service was with the Navy, a battalion fought at Bull Run and other units saw action with the blockading squadron and the Cape and at Cape Hatteras. I actually don't know where that is. New Orleans. Oh, I guess it's in New Orleans. Charleston and Fort Fisher. The, oh, no, it's not in... Um, New Orleans. Those are just commas. Sorry. And at Fort Fisher, the last third in the 19th century saw Marines making numerous landings. Let's see where we're at. Okay. New or, um, numerous landings throughout the world, especially in the Orient and the Caribbean area. Following the Spanish-American War in 1898, in which the Marines performed the valor in Cuba, Puerto Rico, Guam, and the Philippines. The Corps entered into era expansion and professional development. It saw the action of the service in the Philippines insurrection in 1899 to 1902, the Boxer Rebellion in China, 1900, and numerous other nations including Nicaragua, Panama, Cuba, Mexico, and Haiti. In World War I, the Marine Corps distinguished itself as the battlefield of France in the battlefield of France as the 4th Marine Brigade earned, it earned the title of Devil Dogs for the heroic actions of 1918 at Bellarue Wood. 
um, which my great-grandfather fought in. Fun fact on that. But he was also gassed, so rest in peace. Um, what's here? Soisson. I'm going to butcher this word here. Soissons. St. Michael, Black Mount, and the finale, no, final, Muse Argon. Oh, so these are locations. I'm so sorry. I really butchered that first word. Muse Argon offensives. Marine aviation, which dates from 1912, also played a part in the war effort as Marine pilots flew day bomber missions over France and Belgium. More than 30,000 Marines served in France and more than, th more than a third were killed or wounded in the six months of intense fighting. During the two decades before World War Two, the Marine Corps began to develop an earnest in the doctrine, equipment, and organization needed for amphibious warfare. The success efforts was proven on the Guadalcanal, then the, well, let me butcher this word too, Bougainville, Bougain, Bougainville, yeah, I'm going to butcher it, I'm sorry, Tarawa, New Britain, Kwajalein, why I'm gonna butcher all these words. K W A J A L E I N Quaj Alien and, and we took and Saipan Guam Tin Tinian Pelelu Iwo Jima and Okinawa. <sighs> Please apologize. I really apologize for butchering all those words. Anywho, by the end of the war, 1945, the Marine Corps had grown to include six divisions, five air wings, and supportive troops. Its strengths in, in World War II peaked at four, four, uh, 485,113. The war cost the Marines nearly 87,000 dead and wounded, and 82 Marines had earned the Medal of Honor. Uh, while Marines took a part in the post-war occupation of Japan and North China, studies were undertook at Quantico, Virginia. I cannot pronounce that word. Quantico, Quantico, Virginia, which concentrated on attaining a vertical envelopment capa uh, capability of the corpse through the uses of helicopters. Next part is Korea. Landing at in Incheon, Incheon, God, I suck at this. This is terrible. Korea on September 1950, Marines proved that the doctrine of amphibious assault was still viable and necessary after the recapture of Seoul. And the Marines advance in the, into the chosen reservoir only to see the Chinese communists center the war after years of offensive and counteroffensive seemingly endless trench warfare and occupation duty the last marine ground troops were withdrawn in march 1955 more than 250,000 marines were killed or wounded during the korean war in july 1958 a brigade seized forces lands of lebanon restored order during the cuban missile crisis in october 1962 a large amphibious force was marshaled but not landed in 1965 April 1965, a brigade of Marines landed in the Dominican Republic to protect American evacuation for those who wished to leave. Um, the landing of the 9th Marine Expeditionary Brigade at 
Da Nang in 1965 marked the beginning of the large-scale marine envelopment in Vietnam. By the summer of 1968, after the enemies of Tet Offensive, Marine Corps strengthened Vietnam rose to a peak of approximately 85,000 Marines. Withdrawal began in 1969, as the South Vietnamese began to assure, assume a large role in fighting, the last Marine ground forces were out of Vietnam by June 1971. The Vietnam War was the longest in history in Marine Corps, exacting at high costs as well as over 13,000 Marines killed, more than 80, 88,000 wounded in the spring of 1975. Marines evacuated embassy staff and American citizens and refugees uh, in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, and Saigon, Republic of Vietnam. In May, Marines played an integ integral role in the rescue of the crew of the SS. Cannot pronounce that. May Aguez. May Aguezka captured off the coast of Cambodia. The mid-1970s saw the Marine Corps assume an increasingly significant role in defending NATO. Northern Frank flanks of amphibious units on the 2nd Marine Division participated in the exercise throughout the Northern Europe. The Marine Corps also played a key role in the development of the Rapid Development Forces, a multi-service organization created to ensure a flexible, timely, response, uh, military response around the world when we needed it. The maritime prosperation ships of MPS, uh, quotation MPS, concepts was the development to enhance the capability by presenting equipments needed for combat in the vicinity of the design area of the operation, reduced response time as Marines travel by air to link up with the MPS's assets. 1980 brought the increasingly low number of terrorist attacks on the U.S. embassies around the world. Marine security guards under the direction of the State Department continued to serve with distinction in the face of the challenges in August 1982. Marine units landed at Beirut, Lebanon as part of the multinational peacekeeping forces. For the next 19 months, these units faced the hazard of their missions with courage and professionalism. In October 1983, Marines took part in the highly successful short notice of inventions in Granada. As the decade of the 1980s came to a close, Marines were summoned to response, respond to instability in Central America. Operation Just Cause was launched in Panama, December of 1989, to protect American lives and restore the democratic process in that nation. Less than a year later, in August 1990, the Iraq invasion of Kuwait set in motion that would lead the largest movement Marine Corps forces since World War II. Between August 1990 and the January of 1991, some of 24 infantry battalions, 40 squadrons, and more than 92,000 Marines developed into the Persian Gulf part of Operation Desert Shield and Operation Desert Storm, was launched by 1960. Launched 16th, January 1991. The day in the air campaign began, the main attacks came from overland beginning on the 24th February, when the 1st and 2nd Marine Divisions breached the Iraqi defenses, lined and stormed in the occupied Kuwait. By the morning of February 28th, a um, hundred hours after 
ground war began, almost the entire Iraqi army in Kuwait theater of operations had been to be encircled. With 4,000 4, tanks destroyed and 42 divisions destroyed or rendered ineffective. This is actually one of the last tank battles too, which is really cool. If you play Command and Conquer, they show uh, show that. Um, well, the cartoon version of it, still pretty badass. Um, overshadowing the events in Persian Gulf during the 1990s, 1991, um, were a number of significant marine deployments demonstrating the corps' flexible and rapid response, including among were the non-combatants evacuation operations in. Liberia and Somalia, and humanitarian life-saving operations Bangladesh, the Philippines, and northern Iraq. Um, sorry, you probably heard me uh, run my mouth a lot, but giving you a little history about it, and I hope you're enjoying it so far. In December 1992, Mar uh, Marines landed in Somalia, marking the beginning of a two-year humanitarian relief operation in the famine-stricken and strife-torn nation in another part of the world. Marine Corps aircraft support operations Deni flight deny flight in a no-fly zone over Bosnia and I cannot pronounce this. Uh Her Herzegovina Herzegovina during the April nineteen ninety-four. Um so I guess we'll throw in a little fun fact here. Um the one uh 1993 that's when during the black hawk down movie you'll see there um happened and then during the 1994 you know dirt uh there's a lot of killing happening with the government uh regime um in bosnia um cleansing more of ethnic uh ethnic cleansing type of thing happening and then um starvation in, and uh, warlords in uh, Somalia but you could uh, we could talk about the history later if you like I could do an episode on that or you could just look it up on YouTube people could do it better than I can not to down myself but anyways during the April 1994 Marines once again demonstrated their ability to protect American citizens in the remote part of the world war oh sorry of the world when the Marines tasked to task force evacuated U.S. citizens from Rwanda in the response to the civil unrest in that country. Closer to home, Marines were ashore in September 1994 in Haiti as part, as part of the U.S. forces participating in the restoration of the democracy in that country. During the same period, the Marines were actively engaged in providing assistance to nation's counter-drug effort, assisting in the battling wildfires in the western United States, aiding in flood and hurricane relief operations. The Marine Corps continued its tradition of innovation to meet the challenges of the new country. The Marine Corps Warfighting Laboratory was created in 1995 to evaluate change, assess the impact of the new technologies of warfighting, expedite the introdu introduction to new capabilities, into the operating forces of the Marine Corps. Exercising such as Hunter, Warrior, and Urban Warrior were designed to explore future tactical concepts and examine the facts of military operations in urban environments. During the late 1990s, the Marine Corps units deployed in several African nations, including Liberia, the Central African Republic, Zaire, 
Zaire, Zaire, and Eritrea, in older providing the security and assets in the evacuation of the American citizens during the period of political and civil instability in those nations. Humanita humanitarian and disaster relief operations were also continued by the Marines during 1990 in the Kenya, in Kenya, and in the Central American nations of Honduras, Nicaragua, El Salvador, and Guatemala in the 1999. 1999. The Marine units deployed in Kosovo to Kosovo in support of Operation Allied Forces soon in September. Soon after that, the September 2000 and one terrorist attack on New York City and Washington DC. Marines units deployed to the Arabian Sea and in November set up a forward operating base in southern Afghanistan as part of the Operation Ending Endure, Operation Enduring Fury, Freedom. In 2002, the Marine Corps continued to play a key role in the global war on terrorism. Marine operations um, diverse locations from Afghanistan to Arabian Gulf to the Horn of Africa and the Philippines in early 2003 saw the largest deployment of Marines since the Persian Gulf War of 1990 and 19 to 1991 when 76,000 Marines developed to the Central Command area of, for the combat operations against Iraq the first Marine expedition Expeditionary Force included the Task Force to Tarawa in the United Kingdoms. First Armored Division were the first conventional ground units to enter Iraq and later marched part of Operation Iraqi Freedom. Fixed wings, helicopters, and aircraft from the 3rd Marine Air Wing provided continuous close air and assault combat to support Marine and Coalition units. As they drove deeper into Iraq on the ground, Marines from one MEF moved nearly 400 miles from Kuwait border to Baghdad and Tikrit, if I pronounce that right, sorry, Iraq and eliminated the last organized resistance by Iraqi military forces. Although the first MEF would transition to stabilize, stabilization and security operations and then redeploy to the U.S. by late September, the first MEF began to preparing for the return to Iraq in early 2004. The adaptability and reliance upon the Marine forces continued to be a highlight around the world from the Horn of Africa to Haiti and to the Philippines. We're wrapping this up here. Across the US Marines units from both coasts fought and contained wildfires and support hum hurricane relief efforts in various parts of the countries. In December 2004, the tsunami struck the numerous nations in the Indian Ocean's regions, killing more than 150,000 and causing enormous devastations. Uh, marine units from the 3rd MEF were immediately deployed in Thailand, Indonesia, Sri Lanka to assist in disaster relief operations in early 2005. The 2nd Marine Expeditionary Force replaced the 1st MEF in Iraq as a pro primary force began to shift partnership operations with Iraqi security forces. Marine units continue to provide and air ground support operations. Enduring freedom in Afghanistan close to home, the flexibility and responsiveness of the Marine team was 
exhibited during the September and October when nearly 3,000 Marines and sailors conducted search and rescues, humanitarian relief, and disasters recovering operations in Louisiana, Mississippi, and in the aftermath of the hurricanes of Katrina and Rita. Today, Marine Corps stand ready to continue a proud tradition of those who so valiantly fought and died in Bellarue Wood, Iwo Jima, and Chosen Reservoir, and Kaysan, combining a long and proud heritage of a faithful service to the nation with the resolute resolve to face tomorrow's challenges and will continue to keep the Marine Corps the best of the best. Oi! Sorry, that was a little bit of reading. And, um... Yeah, so... I'm happy to have service members in my family that are Marines. And I'm happy and proud of any type of service member who serves. And even though we have, I don't think there's ever been a, in my lifetime, been a decent administration. I feel like sometimes they get us into sh stupid ass wars that doesn't make any sense to us. And some of it's like, oh, why are we there? Oh, you're making money off this. Right, 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 right. Or we're expanding our resource development and creating alliances and we, it involves the citizens' blood to fight it and protect it or serve something that doesn't make any moral sense. Maybe we don't have all the answers either and maybe the politicians don't either. But either or, I'm, uh, I'm thankful that we have our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our amendments, and for those who uphold it and serve to protect it, especially of our freedom of speech and freedom of guns. Because if we didn't have those, we'd be trampled on by tyrants. And, you know, that being said, I'm happy that we have days where we celebrate those and remember them. I guess I'll throw in a few last things here um, to remember for, for the Marines is Sepify. Always faithful in Latin. An internal collective of commitment to the success of our battles, the progress of our nation, and the steadfast loyalty of the fellow Marines we fight alongside. Sepify. Oh, you want to know another fun fact why we're still going with this? You know, I'm probably, you're probably done hearing. Why are they called jarheads? Oh, well, since World War II, the term has been applied to more widely to the Marine Corps uh, recruits with their squared head appearance because of the close-cropped haircuts. The museum archives, some Marines are referred to the high and tight haircut as known as a jarhead. Derogatory, they could be known as crayon eaters too. Which I think is funny. They created some energy drinks that's called... I forgot what it's called, but it has crayons on it. 
and they designed it for Marines. That was pretty funny. Be kind of cool if they had like strawberry, blueberry, or orange, or yellow flavors, but they're all like crayon designed. <clears throat> I think that's kind of funny. Oorah! Uh, Is the battle cry common in the United States Corps since the mid-20th century? Is comparable uh, comparable to hua in the U.S. Army and huya in the U.S. Navy and the U.S. Ghost Guard is most commonly used to respond to a verbal greeting as an expression of enthusiasm. Oh, that's funny. Oh, the Navy one. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna just say oh yeah for Navy. Just kidding. Navy guys are cool. I have uh, family in in uh, Navy as well, so I I appreciate them too. We'll make fun of each other, right? Chair force. Crayon eaters. Semen. I don't know what you call the... Army brats. I don't know what the slang is for army guys, but... You kind of... When you, when you start hanging around them more often, like different kinds of branches, you kind of get their personalities, and I think it's kind of funny. Like, you can tell, like, they their behavioral patterns are distinctive and um, it's kind of funny it's pretty funny to me but anywho I think we uh, probably probably get in here right if you'd like to listen to more history I can do more of that I was thinking about doing a, a history of different militaries around the world of um different nations throughout history like some in this um, Polynesian islands or some in Central America South America etc etc um, Greeks Persians Mesopotamians Babylonians um, all of it I think it actually sounds kind of fun to me so I might do that for you guys um, if um, if you would like to donate to the show you can go on my Instagram sah 3 artist and there will be a link tree on there where I'll have my Venmo and you can donate to the show it would help me you know support my uh, my wife and um, it's mainly and to help others that's what I like to I mean I got to take care of bills too we all got to take care of bills but any um, advice or donation I'm willing to take some feedback too I'm happy with feedback because I can improve, and I know I can improve, and my episodes are kind of janky sometimes. And I say things that probably piss you off, and I apologize if I do. But if I do, let me know so I can work on it. And, um... Because, you know, I'm learning. I, I just wing things a lot of times. And, uh... Everything's a learning experience, and I try to take it with a grain of salt and improve. But other than that, this is a Safari Steve show, and happy Marine's birthday and happy Veterans Day. Appreciate y'all, and um, enjoy your Sunday and enjoy your week, and happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Bye.